Left. Right. Yo, what is up? Thank you for joining us for this exciting episode. This is actually one of my favorite episodes so far. Prostitution is a very interesting topic, come to find out. I listened to a little podcast. I think it was This American Life, but it was definitely one of the NPR series. And I uh, got James and I talking, so we're sharing our discussion with you during this episode. Enjoy it. Let me know what you think about prostitution and about guns. And uh, I'll see you on the other end. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. you're just tuning in this is episode 115 of sip talk today we are talking about guns and prostitutes uh on that note what are you drinking down there and i uh, have um the last bit of my boxed wine and if that runs out i've got some cutty shark nice all right stepping it up in the beer game yeah i've been drinking plenty of beer over the last couple days so i kind of want to back off of it for right now Fair enough. Hi, uh, Giovanni in Brazil. Uh, all right. I need a drink. I'm severely dehydrated. Long train ride. Trains were super delayed. I guess there was a train broken down somewhere under the Hudson River, I'm guessing. And uh, just massive, massive delays. And then there was a big storm, which most of it I missed. But um, we're getting a tropical storm tomorrow. I hear there's definitely, definitely a storm. All I hear is thunder. So I may lose. I may lose power. Mm. light some candles and not be uh streaming live so so rosh is asking a question relevant to our topic already do prostitutes have guns well my answer would be the smart ones do let's back up a little bit though how was your how was your fourth of july weekend you said you've been drinking a lot of beer you got some friends in town yeah um fourth of july we just hung out at my place and drank played some video games played some pool um caught up barbecue uh, because that's that's oh yeah 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 we went to uh my buddy's place and had some barbecue and hung out with um his roommate and his family and friends and then yesterday played some mini golf and went out to some bars today we went to the beach might go to some bars later on tonight nice did you uh oh because you got the time off you light up your own grill um no i haven't uh we might grill sometime between now and when uh kevin and andrew leave but haven't fired up this grill yet you got it. Well, we did it once when we first bought it, but we haven't like in the last couple of days. Did we get into the propane to- topic? Uh, Charcoal versus propane versus natural gas, which is which is always a good one. There. Did we talk about that? When we talked about grilling. Nope. I don't think we did. I don't even think we brought it up. <laughs> Thank you, Shahir Ababa, for the uh, the coloration joke. Uh, yeah, I'm just embarrassed to be around Justin. It's, that that can happen. That can happen. Um, so I like propane. You can grill breakfast, lunch, and dinner on propane. You have natural gas line to your grill. You can grill breakfast, lunch, and dinner endlessly because you don't have to stop when you run out of propane. James, I know, is more of a purist, more of someone to savor the the taste of the fuel in his food <laughs> or, or not to savor the taste of the fuel in, in his food. And uh, James, you're a charcoal guy, right? So charcoal, I think everyone agrees, imparts better flavor because you get the smokiness and everything out of it. 
but there, there's something to be said for the convenience of propane or natural gas. So I've got a charcoal grill here, but I don't use it very often because it takes a while to, to get going and everything. Yeah. Whereas I'd probably use a propane grill more, but I would argue that the product would suffer. We got a comment from five mil wood smoke forever. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely the, the propane is not the best option, but it is the most convenient. Um, we cooked out at Adam's house over the 4th of July weekend. George came with a uh, little bachelor party. We actually, uh, we were just chilling at the house one morning, eating some breakfast, nursing a hangover. And we saw in their newspaper, all these flyers for, uh, the 4th of July grocery store sales. And, uh, not one really to look through the flyers and, and shop that way, but no, I remember a certain friend of ours would like take the price chopper weekly <laughs> and circle him for his mom when he was a kid. Yeah. This is the ice cream I want. These are the chips I want, but we found a good deal on, uh, on, uh, what do you call them? Tomahawk steaks, man. I'm a big ribeye fan. We ended up getting four giant Tom. I mean, I don't know what giant for Tomahawk steak is, but they were big fucking steaks. BFSs. And uh, they were like three pounds plus each. And we grilled the hell out of those. It's a lot of meat. It's a lot of damn meat. Yeah. Uh, So that was a, that was a really nice meal on Sunday. I, uh, we didn't drink too, too much during the day, but I opened a little bottle of mezcal beforehand just to uh you know make people a little bit hungry i think i don't know i feel like you get a little little uh pre-dinner drink it uh piques your appetite a little bit so we had some mezcal margaritas and some just straight up mezcal shots so those were very nice um and a lot of people saw them online got a lot of comments on these steaks and i asked people what their favorite barbecue food was so so there was a handful of top answers and uh, some. I'm guessing came burgers came in at number one. I'll read you the answers. I thought I'd share them. I thought it was it was nice enough. People are, are commenting. I'd share uh, number. Well, actually, the one I got the most was uh, booze. <laughs> so, yeah, grilled booze. <laughs> well, barbecue foods. I think booze is important to have it. A, yeah, a soup of the day. Whiskey. So. Uh, and I'll just, I'll read out, I'll read out a few of them and we see what comes out on top. Steak, watermelon and brats. We didn't even talk about watermelon. We Dude, watermelon about- is so good. Watermelon is, is you, great. You know, like those old cartoons where like whenever they eat like a food or something, it just has like this satisfying crunch. That's watermelon. Watermelon is the food that you dream of in cartoons. <laughs> I don't I don't dream in cartoons very often. Well, no, no, no. Like if you if you watch cartoons, like the food that they have in cartoons always looks perfect and good. That is like, watermelon. It's a, like it's the food that you dream of. What is the food that you dream of? Watermelon. All right. So let me let me just give some credit here. Uh we got uh Annabelle steak, Gabba Torch, watermelon brats, love all you are steak, beach bella, chicken with barbecue sauce, and pasta salad, Elena ribs. Doria ribeye, uh, Gilberto, the same like yours barbecue. That piece of steak that you have right now. We got hamburgers, and then uh, uh, I'm sorry, hamburgers was from Aspire. I C33. It would be lamb chops for sure. 
You know, it never occurred to me to grow lamb chops. Seems and like steaks are the winner here, though. Steaks seem, and then Debbie, steaks, Angeli, rib, arts, steak. Uh, let's see. And then we got another ribs, but the classic burger is always great. And uh, all right, then I got some some duplicates. But yeah, it sounds it sounds like steak might have been the winner on that one. Uh, but these these tomahawk steaks were were giant and they were phenomenal. Luckily, we were cooking on a, a big enough grill that they could all fit in. And we cooked them. They actually took about 45 minutes from start to finish. It came out like perfectly medium rare. Um, not too medium, like just the perfect, perfect uh, cook on those. So I was really happy with well, that. Well, you were talking about how there's a, um, yeah, like quality versus convenience thing. And I think that really, that'll, that'll parlay us into our, our main topic for tonight, which is prostitution. Hang on. I'm not, I'm not done with it. I'm not done with that though. It's not because... the best option, but it's also the most convenient. <laughs> well, exactly. That's, that is a good parlay into, into that. What I want to, what I want to bring up first, because we got to talk about laws a little bit. We start talking about prostitution and guns. But I recently learned, and this goes to my theory, that in 50 years, we're all going to be vegetarians. Um, the U- Certain parts of the UK are banning boiling live lobsters. Okay. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I have no opinion. You have no opinion because you don't like seafood, but you don't yeah, like seafood, but you can have an opinion on, on that whole concept. Well, yeah, you know, it's probably when you think about it, not the, uh, the most humane way, like, like you could just take a knife and just like send it through the lobster's brain. So it's dead and then drop it in and it's not going to have any effect whatsoever on the quality of the food. Um, you shouldn't be eating lobster regardless, but. If you're uh, going to make a poor decision, at least make a poor decision that doesn't cause something to suffer well, unnecessarily. This is, this is a European plan to boost the welfare of crustaceans and mollusks. Mollusks. Um, but I, I really I, think... how could you look at them and just not think that they're they're sea bugs? It's bug meat. Look at shrimp; it. they're bugs. Look at look. <laughs> no, they are. Like if you want to, if you want to correlate that to its direct, uh, like land dwelling animal it would definitely Yo, be bugs. there's 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 things called amphibopods so a couple weeks ago we got rain really hard for like three or four days straight we got a lot of rain and i go into my garage and there's a whole bunch of dead bugs on the ground and they all look like mini shrimp i'm like what the hell happened here so i, I looked it up i was like do i have a problem where i need to get like pest control to deal with my house and apparently they they're called land shrimp so like they live in your yard or whatever and they like want a moist environment, but if it gets too wet, then they'll leave the yard and look for something drier. And so like, it's really common for them to just go into garages and then die on moss. Um, and so I was like, all right, it's not a big deal. They just came from the yard, but they looked exactly like shrimp, just tiny. Wow. And so I, 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 this is a hill that I will die on. If you were willing to eat crustaceans, but not bugs, then you're a hypocrite. <laughs> Um, if the bugs are prepared, right. Just, I, I probably wouldn't eat a, would you eat shrimp. a cicada? Um, I might, I might be open to that. I I've seen some videos, uh, on like TikTok and Instagram of people cooking cicadas. I've, I, I have a bag of crickets when I, usually when I break out the mezcal, uh, this is after being in Mexico in Tulum last fall. And they just gave us crickets with the, with the dish. I was like, Oh shit, I, these are good. 
and I was just drunk enough to try them. So now I just ordered a bag of crickets and whenever we serve tequila or mezcal, I break out the crickets and they are good. People like so, them. So whenever I'm up in New York and we're drinking mezcal, don't bother offering me crickets. Dude, I think you're going to like them for real. The, um, the answer is no. The, the answer point, is no right now point, and it's going to continue to be no. The point that I'm making is if we're killing crickets and cockroaches, but now we're not killing lobsters and shrimp. Well, are we boiling the crickets alive? You're, I mean, I don't think you're killing them at some point. Are you going to catch each cricket and individually stick a pin in its brain? I have no idea. I, but, I'm but not the one goes, eating the crickets. This goes to my point that what I was saying the other day is that I feel like in 50 years, there are things that, that we did 50 years ago that we look back on and say that was so wrong. And they're like, well, you know, back at the time, it wasn't wrong. It was kind of commonly acceptable. But then people go, no, no, no. They should have known. They should have known. Yeah, I like feel voting like, for Nixon. I feel like that's going to be killing animals in the future. The fact that we, you know, killing all these animals, livestock uh, for food. Now, I feel like in 50 years, we're going to look back. And be, can you can you believe that they just had farms full of live animals that they slaughtered? That's, that's I think so people amazing. intuitively know that it's wrong. It's just that we're so accustomed to being able to have affordable meat available at any time that like the inertia of the situation hasn't gotten to the point where I think, I think you're right that we're going to look at the way that we treat animals today in factory farms in much the same way that smoking was looked at 50 or 60 years ago versus today. Yes, but smoking only harms yourself killing animals harms others but also no smoking harms others too we have a lot of inertia right now going towards the fact that you know for the reason that we're killing animals and what uh, and ultimately that just comes from the fact that we are animals and we're on this food chain and we eat other animals that you know that's just yeah but it's i don't think that that's a good analogy because it's not like we're out hunting these things down it's well not anymore not anymore but now we're able to mass produce them line them up and slaughter them but also, and in the same vein, and then we can talk about prostitutes. I promise you, we will get to prostitutes. One other thing. I used to not like milk. Now, I happen to like a little milk in my coffee. I can't really, I, don't, I can't really stomach like a whole milk. It's a lot of kind of dairy flavor for me. Oh, with almond can, milk, dude. But I can, do, I can do a glass of, I can do a glass of skim milk. Uh, maybe not a full glass, maybe a little rocks glass. But I don't mind milk. I switched to say, almond milk. I would say I kind of like it. I don't like almond milk in my coffee. It makes the coffee taste funny. But the argument that a lot of people have is that it's not natural for us to be eating the milk of another animal. That's people make this argument. I, I started, agree with that argument, by the okay, way. Okay, but but that's like the same argument would go, well, it's not natural for a lion to be eating zebra liver, but they do. How is that? It, it, that's just how the no. food, that's just how the food chain works. No, because one is you're eating the actual animal. The other is that you're using the animal to drink its milk. I think it's I think it's different enough that you can j- draw a distinction. Sure, there is a distinction, but you can't call it unnatural. I, I, I think it has this. It's in the same vein as far as I'm concerned. A, a, a lion eating a zebra's liver is as far as i'm concerned in the same vein as humans drinking milk if anything less severe i don't know yo before we start off this conversation about prostitution i want to throw this out to the chat i want to see do people in chat think that prostitution should be illegal 
or legal? I want I want to know where the chat falls on this one. Okay, that's a, yeah. I I would like the opinion whether you're on TikTok, you're and if on, you've got a reason why or why not, I'd like to hear it as well. Or you're on Facebook, or you are on. Where else are we? Instagram, Instagram, yeah, Instagram, you, TikTok, you, Facebook. If you guys are watching in YouTube afterwards, I'd really like to know what you think. And I, I'd like to address all the comments if we can. Whether whether prostitution should be legal or illegal, or if you've ever engaged in prostitution, either end of it. And then uh, yeah, I want to I want to hear about that. I have well. another. I have another, and that goes for escorting as well because we're going to talk about that. And then I have another question for you, and that is whether. It's worse to buy sex or to sell sex. Because right, so Lisa says legal. So, all right, first of all, where what's your opinion, legal or illegal? All right, I got I got to rehash a story I heard actually in a podcast. Well, just give me your answer first. Uh, the jury's still out. I am coming down on the side of legalized, but I my my opinion like it is in many aspects of, of complicated issues is really evolving as I learn more and engage in discussion towards which direction towards legal. I think it should be, okay. I think it should be legalized. But, Shihir Abbas says illegal. I'd like to know why. Well, a lot of the illegal arguments come down to the size of its exploitatious to women. Exploitative. That's like exploitatious, right? That, that except one of them is a word. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a comment on TikTok. Where is George? George, unfortunately, had to part ways and go back to his normal life. He can't. He can't just be here and drink and party with us. Maybe he'll join us on live. Um, Jessica says legal because they're going to do it regardless, just like drugs. I think that's. I think that's true to a large degree. Um, have you ever been to Amsterdam? I have not. Okay. I have not. Um, so, the, so exploitation is a word and exploitative is a word. Exploitatious is not. Uh, um, anyways, <laughs> so I have been to Amsterdam. And so in Amsterdam, prostitution is completely legal and it's heavily regulated where like if you are a sex worker in Amsterdam, like you will have a certificate showing like the date of like the last time that you were tested. And there's all sorts of legal rules for both how they can operate and their licensing and also a lot of protections for them. So the question about exploitation, I want to get back to, but the safety argument, I think, is if you have it legal and regulated the way they do in Amsterdam, then you're protecting not just the sex workers, but also the clients well um on that note you have you have illegal right where it's completely banned and you can go to jail and then you have legal and then you have regulated and you also have decriminalized which there's some there's a difference in each of those right now for the most part i think in new york prostitution is more or less decriminalized which Still not legal, but they're not really going after it. Exactly. And I don't think that's the best way to deal with that. I Probably I, not. I read uh, basically that it's all ideology with no consideration type of reform. 
which to me really rung a, a, a rung a bell on my head for the, lack of a better way to put it all ideal all ideology and no consideration type of reform so but sorry I'll go right, ahead. so I'll, anyways I'll i was when i was in amsterdam and and this will kind of get ahead of like the other question that you were asking which is have you ever so have you ever purchased or sold um sex so when i went before i went to amsterdam you my mindset was you had not purchased sex and i had never I had never purchased sex before amsterdam and my mindset going into, into amsterdam was i will never purchase sex so uh, i was in much, amsterdam how much did you pay uh i didn't purchase any however after oh a couple, you you got the coupons from the hotel right? yeah exactly you know like you collect enough of the 10% discounts. You talk to 10 different people that all have the same coupon. You bring in 10 of them and the, uh, the prostitute's not too happy, but she's got to honor the deal. <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't actually purchase any, any services. I went to a sex show because I was like uh, the, the friend that I was with, she's like, yeah, we should really go check this out just because like, I don't know, it's like sex worker week or whatever. So like all these places are opening up and like doing like these free shows. I'm like, you know what? I, all right, fine. <laughs> um, sex worker week. Yeah, dude, like, dude. They even had like a statue. They had like an unveiling of a statue to like honor sex workers the, in Amsterdam the thing and everything. Is, the thing is, when I hear that, and because of the kind of connotation that we have in the U.S. around sex work, I think of like Pride Month or Pride Week, and I think like that must be the exact opposite, which is a really a lousy way to look at it. But that's the connotation well, that comes with sex work in the U.S. But like and in many seeing- in many other parts of the world. After seeing the system that they had there and everything, I was like, I'm still not going to purchase sex. Not my thing, but I could see why somebody would in this environment because they they make it as safe as they do. Very regulated, which the comment from Shahira says it would increase child prostitution, but that may be by legalizing it or decriminalizing it. But with the heavy regulation that would eliminate or help eliminate the child prostitution. I would hope. Um, and I like Lisa prostitution punch card. <laughs> <laughs> buy 10 like, one yeah, like frequent flyer miles. Actually, you don't buy. You would be renting, I assume. Uh, well, you're purchasing a service. You're purchasing a service. It's like renting. Well, yeah, you usually pay by like the quarter hour. Like, I don't know. I don't need all that time. All right. So sorry. Did, did, uh, I wanted you to exhaust your Amsterdam, Amsterdam story before I keep well, interrupting you. The, the thing that really struck me was like, so the red light district is in the middle of town and it's not like this seedy area where it's like drugs and crime and everything. It's open air. And like, you've got windows where there are women standing there. And then there's just, there's bars, there are restaurants, there's museums. Families will be walking around. It's just a normal thing for them. To, Families? Yeah. No, Families? it's like, a, I, I promise you, I was there. Like, it's not like the families would be like, all right, dad, uh, we'll, we'll see you in 20 minutes. Like, th- that didn't happen. But <laughs> it was an area that was safe and welcoming to literally everybody. And the way it would work is like, if you're walking around and you saw a woman that you were interested in, like you would basically kind of like point to get her attention or whatever. And she would get to decide whether or not she was willing to accept you as a client. Like they always had the option to say no. So like you'd well, point nice to hear. I feel like that's got to hurt a lot of feelings. It's well, yeah, I imagine <laughs> that, but well, 
it's like it's like buying a car where like credit and income obviously are like a major major uh aspect of when you're buying a car but really it has to do with like looks and weight and cleanliness or mm-hmm. perceived cleanliness so but yeah like you you'd point and, and like and then like they would like if they were interested in taking your service or like taking your money or whatever then like they'd point at like whatever door you needed to walk to you'd get buzzed in and i don't know what happens after this point because i never got there but i would imagine that like security would probably frisk you to make sure that you don't have any weapons or anything else and then they would point you to whatever room and you i don't know if you paid her directly if you paid like the security guards up front but like you'd pay whatever the rate was and then like there'd probably be like a private bedroom right below, like behind the window or whatever. And then you'd have whatever time you paid for and things would happen. And um, some type of monitoring in there. Like I would have to imagine that security is very tight where there's, there's probably got to be like a button or a switch that she can press at any time to have somebody come in. If, if somebody gets violent or out of control. Um, so I, yeah. So I never, I never purchased anything there. Um, what I did think was well, one thing that really struck me was the tremendous variety in the windows. There, there, there were some women in the windows that I was like, I, I wouldn't for free. In fact, you would have to pay me and actually, no, you couldn't pay me. <laughs> and then there were other women in the windows that I was like, you could be a model. You are stunningly beautiful. Why are you doing this? And that's like my American mindset coming out. But there, there were some women that were drop dead gorgeous. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I don't know how the pricing works. Like if the women that were more attractive charge more, I, I again, never got to that step. I, w- I would imagine that to be the case. You'd have to think. <laughs> I wonder who sets the prices. So that's another good question. I don't know if it's done like individually where like each woman says like, this is my hourly rate or if like they work with like a particular brothel or whatever, like it's a building and they rent out the window and then like they, the building just says like, all right, if you're with us, then it's a hundred dollars for 15 minutes or whatever it is. Oh, like salon style. Interesting. Perhaps I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I like that. Our, our, we do have some clueless speculation here. Obviously there's some, margin of just unknown because i've never been to amsterdam and you claim to have not partaken in uh why would i lie in the accounting aspect of the field so uh but no i'm not not, i'm not questioning uh at all i believe you but i wondered rosh made a good comment about how in europe everything is less dramatic in terms of well he said in terms of body language but i also think body image in terms of body image, I think that's in terms of many other things. He said family beaches in France are topless, yeah. which 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 I believe is probably again everything is less stigmatized over there. Same thing in Spain. Like when I was on beaches in Spain, there like there were entire families that were just running around naked, like but, kids, old people. It was just like everybody was naked on the beach. That's very strange. We're very prudish here. Yeah, prudent in the in the U.S. and I think a lot of people don't understand what the rest of the world really is like, and they try to make decisions based on what their environment is, not accounting for everybody else. And when you're making rules, 
you have to make rules for everybody. Well, and remember, who was this country founded by? Yeah, well, think about the people that <laughs> that came over on the Mayflower. Right. Those are the, those are the people that founded this country. <laughs> they they had the craziest rules and laws around sex and family status and mm-hmm. oftentimes would be found fucking goats and sheep and then end up uh, getting arrested for that shit. I don't know. how. You yeah, they that. also arrested the goats, believe it or not. Is that are you making that up? No. That's what. I'll do some research if I need to, but like, there's been cases where like, like not only is like the man who was having sex with the animal punished, but like there's cases where like the animal was also punished, which makes exactly as much sense as you think. Mm, I wonder if that's if that's where our, our uh, beef industry started. <laughs> Lisa <laughs> says I'm not mature enough for a nude beach, and I know this. Hey, you know, like in Europe, like you don't have to be naked like when i was on the beach like i went there a number of times to surf and like i would walk in just like you know kind of like this get up with like beach shorts or whatever but i was there during the winter so you had to wear a wetsuit if you wanted to go for a swim and it was kind of convenient because like all right i can just change into my wetsuit here nobody cares but there were plenty of people that were clothed too. It's not like it was enforced. It's just a uh, you do you what must, you want to do. You must be naked. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody batted an eye as to whether you were wearing clothes or not. It was just what you were doing. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> um, I like a little mystery. Well, if Rosh Rosh puts in parentheses, do you need to be mature to go to a nude beach? I would argue yes. <laughs> Um, although and never mind, I'm not going to make that comment. Uh, but again, I like a little mystery. Having some skimpy clothes on, at the very least, I, I'm kind of for that. But well, here's the other thing about nude beaches: is that most of the time when you go to a nude beach, the idea of like who's going to be naked at the beach does not match the reality. Of who's naked at the beach well that's that's my understanding of that yeah exactly oh, that, that's 100 true the people that you would like to be naked at the beach aren't there <laughs> they're not even there <laughs> they didn't show up <laughs> we like a little mystery too that's our selling point <laughs> uh but that's my point is it's kind of a selling point like i'd like to do the unwrapping at home i you know i don't want to know what's in the all right uh on to the next let's see uh, oh, ah, fuck. Well, let's talk about the exploitation thing. Well, I want to, about- I want to, I want to share with you a story I heard in the news because I was listening to a podcast last night and I, I started to hear the news story on the radio earlier in the weekend. I missed it, caught it on a podcast, and then when I jumped off the train and jumped in the car, it was back on the radio. So there's a lot of people hearing this story, but it's basically about a girl who lived in Florida. She ran away. She went to somewhere I think in like the north west of the country and started she went to a strip club to get a job and when she in, interviewed at the strip club she went dress shopping she didn't know what to wear she showed up to the strip club audition in a dress and there were girls wearing like uh fishnet stockings and big kind of hooker heels she felt very uncomfortable either way she somehow got the job which i imagine means she just took off the dress she was qualified and she became a stripper for a little while a friend introduced her to the idea of escorting and introduced her to basically what would be a pimp 
And she started escorting for this guy. The idea of escorting is you spend time with people. And for the most part, it's implied that you sleep with them. But that's not always the case. And, and really, the legal understanding of escorting is that you just get paid to spend time with someone. If you happen to sleep with them, that's your choice. But again, that's where the wires. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very much a gray area. Yes, exactly. Uh, but starts escorting. He, the guy kind of tells her what it's about. And then a uh, guy comes in and sleeps with her and kind of is like showing her the ropes a little bit. And on his way out, he says, you know, he leaves and he goes, well, what are you doing? You can never just let me leave. Somebody could try to come in after me and and steal the money I just gave you. So you always got to see me out and lock the door behind you and wait for your pimp to come back. Come to find out it was like a friend of the pimps that he was just kind of stepping in to show her the ropes. So she starts uh, starts being a prostitute for a little while. She's in it for like seven years or so. And at this point, she's like, that's a long time. It's a very long time. She's pretty tight with uh, with the pimp and they like explore new cities. They obviously can't stay in one place for too long because, you know, I guess maybe the police catch on or something. They're using okay. a lot of a lot of websites. Uh, maybe back then Craigslist was a little more open Yeah, before they got rid of the back pages on Craigslist. But there's also uh, is, I think it's called back page or something, right? The, the other one. I, I don't know, well, but maybe. Yeah, but there's I think there's I think it's called back page. But uh, ultimately, she's she's like planning the trips and she's kind of high up. And the guy kind of lets her off the leash a little bit, but she doesn't really know how to get out. And she said that when she collects the money, she has to give all of it to the guy. And the guy basically just kind of pays to, you know, for whatever her needs are. But she doesn't actually she's not banking any money. So she reads an article on one of their longer trips because she's got a lot of time to kill traveling between cities. And it's about a, a woman who was involved in sex trafficking and escaped. And the way that she describes sex trafficking basically created a better understanding of what she was actually doing. And she realized that she was being sex trafficked. Okay. And then shortly thereafter, she def- like decided she wanted out and she, she had a fully different 180 degree understanding of, of what she was doing realized she was being fully exploited and she ended up getting her exit by she you know she had to she had a thousand dollar a day quota and if she didn't make the quota through like online ads and stuff she would have to go to bars and casino bars and hotel bars and try to pick up people there and one night she wasn't making any money she got a little drunk she called her friend and said hey i'm gonna go back to the room i haven't made any money he's probably gonna beat me up i'm gonna keep you on the phone what I want you to do is call 911, say that you were one of the hotel guests and you heard a disturbance. Either way, and that goes down. She gets beat up. Police show up. The guy gets taken away. She has nowhere to go. She reached out to the woman who wrote the article, and that woman hooked her up with somewhere to stay for a little while. She ended up going back to Florida, and she couldn't get a job because she had some arrests on her record because she was basically a prostitute. Even though it was against her will, they were still on her record. She couldn't get a job at like Walmart or literally she talked about like some really lousy jobs she applied for. She couldn't even get these jobs, even though she was a victim of sex trafficking, a victim, but she still had this record. Mm-hmm. So she ends up uh, prostituting herself, starts to do pretty well, banking money, buys a house. Well, she buys a car, buys a house, puts herself in school, and then they change all these laws and basically eliminate all of the Internet websites and they really cracked down on the internet so it made it hard for her to market 
made it hard for the market, but also there's a major safety aspect to these because a lot of the women that are in the circuit communicate with each other and they share tips for dangerous people or kind of ploys that are out um, or dangerous places, things like that. So now she has to kind of do this one-off where she goes to bars and hotel bars and casino bars and picks up people there. But then it's just luck of the draw, which means typically a lot more, a lot less luck. And it all falls apart and she ends up losing the house. And then she loses the car and then she ends up dropping out of school because she doesn't have any money. Uh, it's really a, a, a pretty shitty story. Um, but it's because the government made, she, you know, she was obviously a prostitute, but the government made it less safe for her to do it. And uh, so that's where the regulation comes in. And that's, that's where the regulation comes in. And my thinking is that as much as you want to make it illegal, you're not going to eliminate it. No. Same thing with drugs. And that's, and that's why there's a big, yeah. It's already been mentioned, but bears repeating. Yeah. I I mean, and and that's where we are in the country with drugs right now. We have, we're legalizing marijuana vastly across the United States Mm -hmm. and lots of other countries where that's legal. But I think if something's going to happen, we need to have a stronger conversation, even if we don't like it for religious reasons or whatever, you have to understand that it's not just you that's making the decision. It's other people. And if someone is going to prostitute themselves, how is that harming you? And someone else is also going to pay for a prostitute. It may not be harming you. And if it's unregulated, then you, then you have what Shahira said about, there being potential child trafficking and things like that, it gets mm-hmm. more dangerous when it's unregulated. Well, making it's the same it, thing with drugs. Well, making it legal, sure, increases the likeliness that it's going to happen, but we're not even talking about regulation. That's, you know, the, the, the regulation, the regulatory aspect of it is what makes it safer and ultimately better. The legalization of it doesn't alone do that. But, but then you have this ideology lawmaking versus consideration lawmaking. Well, I'll talk about, let me me talk about my experience going into a dispensary in California. I don't partake in the pots, but I know a lot of people who do. And I've bought pot illegally before. And so buying pot illegally always feels sketchy because you're dealing with people. Sometimes you're dealing with people that you don't really know in, in areas that you might not be comfortable in and you don't know What's going to happen? Because if you give the money, what's to stop them from saying, all right, cool. Thanks for the money. I'm not giving you the drugs. And by the way, where's the rest of your money? Um, <laughs> where, whereas, like, so when I was in California the last time, like they have legal weed and you can just walk into a store and buy it. So like we go to this dispensary and like they check our IDs and there's a cop standing right out front of the door and like not doing anything. Like when we, once we like, processed our IDs and everything and we're allowed to go in. The cops like, all right, man, be safe. Have a good time. And they, you were like, allowed to go in with an out of state ID. Yeah. And and then you walk through and it's a super clean store where everything's behind cases and you can ask employees and like everything's regulated so you can know exactly the strength of what you're buying and all these different matters. Well, yeah, you're not getting something that might be laced with something else. Just right. like you're not getting a prostitute which might be laced with 
something herpes, else. Herpes at the very least. And, you know, there's a whole game right. there, there. Right. So, like, it was an extremely safe thing to do. We walked in, got ID'd, made our purchase, walked out, and the cop wished us a good night. No problems. So I look at and I look at the way that Amsterdam has it set up and it's very similar where it, it's a more sterile experience, but that's kind of what you need if you're doing that. Yeah. Otherwise you're picking somebody else up on a street or, and again, mm-hmm. the zero regulation aspect of things is I think what really makes it what really makes it dangerous. Um, but what we didn't get from the comments and we is whether people think it's, better to buy sex or to sell sex uh, or or what's worse depending on your perspective on that neither but i think a lot of people well ultimately i think it would come down to neither but a lot of people think of women who are selling sex or maybe men who are selling sex i really in all mm-hmm. of the reading that i did on this one of one market's a little bigger than the other exactly um it's usually women selling sex slash selling themselves and that's where the exploitation aspect of it comes from. And I think with legalization and regulation, women would be able to do that on their own. And the black market, market meaning the pimps and the people that are making it more dangerous for women would just pretty much disappear because you're, the market would be flooded now with legal regulated. Yeah. Why would you roll the dice with an untested product with a potentially violent pimp when you can go to a safe environment with someone who you know has been tested for disease within the last couple weeks and why would like, it, it's a no-brainer it's the same thing like in california where like you can buy weed in a safe store with a cop guarding the front wishing you a nice day or you can go into a like an unknown situation and buy black market pot, which you don't know the strength of or the quality of or anything else. And maybe you pay a little bit more at the store, but you get so much more for it. Yeah. Um, Doria says, why not as long as they pay taxes and follow regulations? Well, that's what we're suggesting. Yeah. I'm curious how you, how do you tax sex? I don't. Well, it's you, you tax it just like any other labor. It's you, it's just you you'd have like, well, first you'd, of all, you'd be going to establishments, well, though. First of all, if you're a prostitute operating in the United States right now, unless you're in Nevada, where it's the only place that's legal in the United States, if you're if you're operating as a black market prostitute right now, I can practically guarantee that the income that you're getting from your prostitution, you're not paying tax on. They're not declaring this. So they're not paying any tax on this. So if you have these women working in a brothel that's regulated, then their income's reported and they're paying income tax on it. Yeah, exactly. Because they're in a brothel. And a lot of some of the arguments that I read against the decriminalization of sex work, which I don't think is a great solution. I think that's kind of this idea. Uh, again, the ideology versus consideration approach and decriminalizing it doesn't make it really any safer. Nope. Uh, at all. <laughs> um, 
But they say that's really bad for the streets because now you have all these people that the police are doing nothing for because the police aren't going to arrest them and they're in the streets and it's just a, a dirtier, grungier, trashier street. Now you're selling in New York City drugs. People are just doing drugs in the street. I walked into the entrance of Port Authority today and a guy wheeled his wheelchair in there to do something. I don't know what he was. He's kind of hunched over. And then I start walking down the stairs. There's four guys working on the top of the escalator and two steps down alongside the escalator is a guy smoking crack. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, how the fuck is this the world we live in right now? Like, this is this is insane. Yeah. Uh, and and while I was killing the trains were all delayed while I was waiting for the trains, we walked into a bar to grab a drink and, and we had a ton of time to kill. And I was talking to the bartender. He's like, oh, I told him we were killing time. He's like, oh, are you uh, are you taking the train out? And he said, Jersey or Long Island. I said, Jersey, how about you? Are you in the city? He said, I'm in the Bronx. I said, oh, you, you take the train. You probably don't have delays like we do in New Jersey transit. He goes, no, not anymore. I drive. I don't want to be walking to the train. Uh, late at night and i've been i've been doing this for 25 years and i just recently started driving because i've never seen the streets this bad and I, it, it's it's not good out there but the cops don't do anything the cops don't do anything so um but that's why the brothel idea is really the solution also that's how it works in amsterdam and they've got a great system yeah i, I don't think you, you have street walkers um, with no, credit, no credit card terminals that they're carrying around. No, no, there's there's no women on the streets in Amsterdam. They're all behind windows in environments that are safe and secure. Yeah, I think that that makes the most sense. Uh, speaking of laws, this is this is actually what got me started thinking about prostitution today. Is I was thinking about I I read that there was. I read there was 90 plus uh, shootings in Chicago over the 4th of July weekend, which was a very high number even for Chicago. And I started thinking about how we're seeing all this increase in gun violence. I saw a couple of videos on Instagram and Twitter of people being shot in New York City. And I'm just thinking about how the entire, for the most part, nation is pushing for people to have guns. And yet we had so much time over the last year where we're trying to defund the police and take guns out of the police out of the hands of policemen, which to me sounds back ass words, but I think there's a pretty, I think you're misrepresenting the argument in what way, because what I see is a correlation between police having fewer guns, people having more guns, more lenient gun laws, and we're seeing more shootings. I don't think that people are saying that the police shouldn't be carrying guns. I think that people are saying that we're asking police to deal with situations that are really outside the scope of their job. In what and time? that maybe we shouldn't be asking police to intervene during mental health crises. Well, Yes. Maybe we should be having somebody else, maybe a medical professional comes in and handles it. Maybe we need social workers dealing with some of these problems, not police. But I think that, ha- but that's not, but you're asking the police uh, again, the, the, the hammer and the nail. Right. You, you're giving the police, the, the police are the police. And then you ask them to solve this myriad of problems or at least address the problem. Right. So what's the tool that we give police gun? Exactly. Right. So when you have when when you have a hammer 
everything looks like a nail. Exactly. But my, what my, my thinking is the answer isn't defund the police and take guns out of police hands. The answer is there's a thousand other things that could be done to address the issue, not have the police try to address the issue. Rosh makes a really good point, which I actually thought of myself on uh, July 4th, which is it like, if you're going to shoot somebody, when's the best time to do it? And the answer is during a fireworks show on July 4th. Cause like, well, even in my neighborhood, like we didn't like all my neighbors were firing off fireworks. It was like an hour long, just random like, explosions was, yeah. all around the place. And I was like, if I ever wanted to shoot somebody, this would be the time to do it. <laughs> you actually thought that. Oh yeah, I totally did. You can ask. Like, you <laughs> I can believe ask. you. I believe you. Um, so, well, speaking of fireworks, then on Monday, Monday morning, I log online and I see, I don't know, 80 different people posting videos of their stupid ass fireworks. And I just, you know, I remember thinking like, I, I don't, in the last few years, because I take pictures of everything for a little while, even back in the day of like early flip phones, I started taking pictures of fireworks. But for the last few years, I'm just like, why would you do that? that? Well, James, they were really special and beautiful fireworks. I needed to capture the nobody. The nobody wants to watch other no, people. Nobody wants to and, even rewatch the own videos yeah, of the fireworks. Yeah, nobody wants to watch a video of the fireworks show that you watched, including you, including you. Exactly. And that was the, the that was the point that I was thinking this morning. However, however, I. Uh, I did happen to catch some footage of a firework shop in Texas, I think it was in Texas, that caught on fire. And I have to say, that was spectacular. That's different. <laughs> That's not a fireworks show. Oh, it was. Not <laughs> planned. It really, it was one hell of a show. And, uh, and I, I'm laughing, I'm joking. Obviously, uh, you know, if somebody lost a thumb or so. Something like that. I feel feel very um, bad for that. There was actually there's one video of a fireworks show that you should watch. Um, I think it was like nine years ago at like a San Diego Padres game. Because um, like all fireworks now are controlled by a computer program, so like all the fuses are lit up are, are linked to a computer program and it's timed to whatever. So like the computer will say like all right, fire this one and then that one or whatever. So the computer malfunctioned and fired them all off at once. <laughs> so. Like the fireworks show that was supposed to last, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. Let me see if I can get that lasted like 36 seconds, which, you know, I, I can sympathize. I don't know if I'm going to, oh no, I'm not going to be able to find it. Are you sure it was a Padres? I think so. Oh no. I'll see if I can find the There's link. And I'll many, give it to you. Yeah. You have to send it to me. There's too many too many they must do a lot of fireworks i guess but yeah i that was that was fun to watch fireworks were fun to watch i didn't get a great line of sight of any fireworks but there was definitely a lot of decent fireworks around me it and was san diego did you find out what it was oh i'm looking for it just give me a second it's very riveting to watch uh to watch you surf the web it was very riveting to watch george send text messages throughout the uh the cast last Thursday. All right. Let me see if I can. Uh, is there a video on here? Yeah. All right. Let me see what I got. I'm going to try to throw it on the, on the camera. You may not be able to see it, but I'll let you. You'll certainly be able to listen to it here. Yeah. Um, Hang on here. 
but you know, I like, I I have sympathy for them because you know, like, it looks like a mushroom cloud. Like this is just yeah. a something that's supposed to last for fifteen or twenty minutes, and it's over in thirty seconds. Been there. Oh, and now it's just, it's just diffusing. And now it's, and that's, and now it's just gone. There's no light. <laughs> wow. And now there's just. <laughs> oh, that's, it was just a, a big cloud of smoke and a lot of confused people. Yep. That, I, I have to say that was, that was a pretty impressive show that God, imagine the fucking heat that was coming. That's, that's a shame. Something. Something must have been severely damaged. Hopefully, no one. No, nothing. No, it was just like the, all the fireworks went off as intended, just not at the right time. Well, I have to tell you that Texas fireworks shop that exploded was a bit more spectacular than that. It had a, a much slower start, um, and about about as hot of a burn, I imagine. But but it was it was pretty cool. Um, all right. What uh? What else we got here? Because I'm, I'm. Well, should we talk more about guns? Should we talk more about prostitutes? We haven't answered the question fully about um. I've I've kind of answered. So the question is, who who is who should feel worse about the transaction, the buyer or the seller? In in the case of prostitution, and my answer is neither. Like it shouldn't be stigmatized. If that's something that you want to do and it's a choice that you're freely making, you're not being forced into it then we shouldn't be shaming the people who are selling sex. And at the same time, we shouldn't be shaming the people who buy sex. Like it's, it's something that you're choosing to do. I agree with you there. But why do you think people frown so much on prostitution? Um, because we were founded by Puritans. <laughs> and that's so the you, answer. You think it's just conditioning? Yeah. And religion. And just the general socialization and the way that this country treats sex versus other topics that are probably equally as taboo, but much more culturally accepted here. Think in the common comparison, which I think is valid, is look at the amount of violence that we have in movies and the amount of sex that we have in movies and look at what movies get what ratings and for why. So you can have like tons of violence in a movie and it would still be PG-13, but you can't show a boob. I think you can in PG-13 these days. Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't done the research. But the point is that like it's, sex it's is going to get changing. you an R-rated rate movie a lot faster. faster. Yeah, a lot faster than violence. Uh, and then and, note, and Europeans I'll... can't understand it. They're like, how is it that you can have <laughs> this amount of violence and it's OK, but you can't show a boob? I agree with you. So, look, we're going to get cut off with the new software that we're using at the hour mark. So, okay. Uh, well, then take, let's let's tie this together. I'm going to take this moment though to thank Rosh, who's feeding us your comments. Thank you guys for all the comments, and uh, don't stop. Don't forget to go to YouTube and subscribe and comment there too. Rosh uh, is saying he thinks a boob is PGMA. I'm saying a full boob, like exposed. I don't oh. think so no, I don't think so. I can, the only movies that I've seen boobs in have been rated R. All right. Well, um, thank you, everybody, for joining. James, did you want to add something real quick to tie together as we run out of time here? 
legalize it and regulate it. All right. Uh, I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I said, that's where I was falling on this beforehand. I can't see any strong arguments. I've got one last question for you, which I want you to address in the beginning of the next podcast. I want you to think this one over. All right. You're dating a girl. She's great. And you're thinking that you might want to marry her. And you find out that 10 years ago, for two years, she was an escort. Does that change your opinion as to whether oh, or not you one. whether or not you want to marry her today? That's a good one. Well, we could even get into the transgender aspect of that because that's that's it's not whatever the case is that you understand the general point of the question. But I don't think that's on the same vein. But no, but you understand the general point of the question. I don't want you to answer it now. I want you to think about it for two days and get back to me. All right. I'd love to talk about that. That's actually I may throw that out in the in the discussion for this week. But on that note, Rosh is saying it's it's a topic that should include all pass. I think that's good. Well, Well, that's why I threw it. We'll start there. Okay. All right. On that note, everybody, thank you for joining. Adios. Cheers. All right, homies, that was the end. Thank you for joining. I will see you guys next time. Please make a comment. Let me know what you thought, especially if you got this far in the episode. And if you have not already, please, for the love of God, subscribe to this podcast. Go to the audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and subscribe there, too. Thank you, guys. I will see you next time. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.